Hello and welcome to another episode of With Religion Behind Me, the podcast where I, Javier, will share stories and experiences of my life growing up as a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, this is the first podcast of the year 2023, uh, so Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody had a safe uh, <clears throat> and enjoyable night, um, and also Happy Holidays. Um, obviously, with religion behind me, I don't give a shit about... Um, you know, saying Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is you believe, celebrate. Hope you had a great time with your family or with loved ones. Um, it was a relatively quiet uh, holiday season um, in our household. Everybody got sick. Um, I actually finally got COVID, um, so that was not fun. Uh, my wife and the kids, everybody got sick, so... Um, you know, kind of low-key uh, Christmas this year, had some presents, you know, had the tree up, uh, but just kind of, even my wife admitted it was <clears throat> not exactly the, um, you know, kind of normal Christmas spirit, um, which for her obviously is, you know, a big thing. Um, you know, for me, not growing up, you know, doing Christmas and everything, um, not really a huge deal. I mean, it does now that I am a father and, you know, a husband of, of somebody who does celebrate, I, I want to make sure, you know, that the spirit is there, but, um, same time, you know, it's not something that is super critical to me. Just not really growing up doing it really makes no difference. Um, but you know, just for the sake of the Christmas spirit, it did kind of suck that everybody was under the weather and not really feeling their best. Um, but you know, needless to say, you know, we still made it through, you know, had a little bit of uh, positive moments here or there. But um, yeah, my daughter stole my son's, you know, toys. And of course, now everything is, is her. She's in that uh, phase right now where everything is her. She's mine, mine, mine. Um, that's all you hear 24-7 with her. Uh, and milk. Uh, she is juggling, uh, guzzling down those uh, <clears throat> gallon-sized milks. Uh, I don't know how much milk I've bought in the last few weeks. Um, I should probably figure out a way to, to you know, put some stock in that because she is going through those um, milk cups pretty, pretty freaking quick. Um, but anyway, so happy holiday, Merry Christmas. Um, you know, whatever it is you celebrate, like I said, hope you had a great time. Um, now, uh, I have been meaning to record for a while. Um, I haven't. Um, and part of it was because I was sick and part of it was some things happened, um, since the last episode and I was going to jump on and record after, uh, something that happened with my family. Um, and I won't go into super detail cause I want to reserve that for, for its own episode. Um, <clears throat> but I did have my family, uh, come and visit, um, not too long ago, I believe in October, uh, my mom and my brother and my sister-in-law, um, they came to see the kids, uh, they hadn't seen them yet. Um, so long story short, they came, they visited and everything seemed great. Uh, and then about a week or two after they had left, uh, <clears throat> my mom had called me up and, you know, said some things that, um, for the first time in my life, I kind of was like, no, fuck that. I'm, I'm going to respond and, and tell you exactly what, what I think of what you just said. So, um, like I said, I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, but I did, I wanted to record, um, after that had happened and I chose not to, um, I kind of calmed myself down and I knew like looking back now, I know that if I had recorded, um, at that time, 
it would have absolutely come off as an episode where I really was bashing Jehovah's Witness. I really was um, almost kind of saying the thing that I said in episode one where I, you know, kind of talked about, I'm not here to, you know, tell anybody what they should believe or that what they believe is stupid. Everybody can believe whatever they want. Um, but I fear that that episode might have really come off like I was really against um, Jehovah's Witness. And I'm I'm really not. I, you know, I have my own personal beef issues um, with it just because of how I grew up. Because, again, this is only my experience, my stories. I can't speak for, you know, anybody else. Even, you know, even my, my best buddy in the world who we grew up in this together and, you know, went through a lot of stuff together. Ultimately, I can't speak for him. I have an idea um, just because we've had many conversations privately about it. And so I, I have an idea of what he might think or believe about something. But ultimately, I don't know what, what he truly believes in his heart. So, you know, I don't dare speak for him. But <clears throat> at the same time, you know, that's why all I can do is, is speak about my experiences um, and how they make me feel and how, you know, I choose to move on from that. Um, so it wouldn't be my intention <clears throat> to try to have somebody um, or try to persuade somebody either way. Um, so I felt like now, you know, in hindsight, not recording after that was probably the best thing because I really did have kind of the plan to be like oh this is what happened this is what you know and I kind of even did a rough rough draft of the outline for the episode and then the more I really thought it over chose not to I still will talk about it um, on a separate episode I think now that I've composed myself I'm not in the heat of the moment um, there's definitely some takeaways from what happened both positive negative and then also just some understanding you know um it, you know, I am using this podcast as a platform to kind of tell my story, to um, almost kind of use it as a therapy for myself to speak out loud of the things that I've held on to for so long um, that I think it's a little bit unfair on my end to not understand that what I'm saying could affect other people, in this case, my mother. Um, so, you know, I have to be mindful of that, that, you know, just because I'm using this as a therapy doesn't mean that I, my words can still have an impact on somebody negatively. So, um, you know, I, I'm mature enough to, to accept that and to kind of move, for, move on from that. But at the same time, I do still have my thoughts. I do still have issues with what happened. And, and I'll go into that, like I said, um, in a, in a different episode, but that's a couple of the reasons why I haven't been on, uh, recording, um, but I, I feel like the only thing that's going to, you know, kind of make all this work is to just be more consistent. Um, you know, forget, you know, oh, building a, a, a successful podcast and more listens and more downloads. Like, forget all that for, for the time being. It's literally just more about being consistent so that I can be consistent with, you know, my therapy, um, you know, using this as, as that kind of format. Obviously, if more people listen and more people download, yeah, that's all great. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to deny that, that there's also that intention with this, obviously. Um, that's why I'm releasing it. Um, but, you know, I think for right now, I just needed to be honest and say I need to work on being consistent with, with this pod um, and also kind of just paying attention to not losing sight of 
what I originally wanted with this pod and, and being able to modify things and, and grow, but at the same time, not change what ultimately was the the goal. And like I said, having recorded that episode could have potentially um, shifted this pod in a very different direction. Um, one that I don't think I want to pursue um, still. So anyway, um, that's my little ramble. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about something a little fun today. Um, it's funny because the last episode I recorded was the one about I still don't know how to make friends. Uh, if you haven't listened to it and you want to um, bum yourself out uh, for an hour, go ahead and listen to that. Um, wasn't my intention to come off super, super sad and depressed and bummed, but you know it's the truth of that episode. Um, but anyway, you know if you feel like checking that out. Um, go ahead and do so before, you know, you listen to this one. Um, but I did get some feedback from that episode. Um, and it, again, it wasn't my intention, but it just kind of was what came out and, uh, it was a little bit of a sad episode. Um, and it wasn't sad just for a fact you know, everything I talked about on there was real. It's experiences I've had. Um, I even posted, um, some of that, episode, some of that episode, I, I, I kind of clipped a little bit and posted it on YouTube. Um, trying, trying to eventually, um, uh, do this potentially as like a video format. Um, so I have a YouTube channel. If you want to check it out, it's the same as this pod with religion behind me, um, search it. And it, I think I literally only have the one clip right now though. Um, and I got some comments on it. Um, you know, not a lot, but I got a couple and obviously out of context, if you only listen to the clip, you know, you think I'm saying something when, you know, you got to listen to the whole story to understand why the little clip I, I, you know, I'm speaking is coming off that way. So, you know, some people misunderstood it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but regardless, it's a, it was a sad episode. Um, so I want to do something a little fun. <coughs> I want to do a little something fun today. Instead of trying to bum anybody out again, um, let's talk about sports. So we're in a, we're in a pretty fun time right now. If you're into sports, um, you know, we got NFL is in full gear with playoffs right around the corner. NBA is really starting to, you know, come together. I mean, we're only about, you know, 30 games in, you know, um, your bucks are looking real good. Uh, the Celtics are looking real good. So, you know, it's looking like it's going to be Celtics bucks for the Eastern conference, you know, baseball's kind of, you know, making some moves, you know, a lot of big deals. Um, you know, the Brewers haven't really done much. Um, pretty, pretty quiet off season and you know, a couple of, a couple of moves here or there, but nothing crazy. And that's typically normal Brewers off season. You know, they, they're more kind of, um, in season, you know, develop, um, they're not really big on making splashy, you know, moves and signing. So nothing, nothing different there. Um, college football, you know, yesterday was the, uh, college football playoff. Um, gotta love Ohio state losing. That's something that I, you know, was so, so happy about. Um, cause I really feared that when Michigan lost, if Ohio state would win, that it was just going to be, you know, I, I hate Ohio state. Um, you know, um, and uh, yeah, so that was something I was a little scared that uh, if Michigan lost and then Ohio State won, that you know it was just going to even be more obnoxious, you know, comments and fan base and all that shit. So, um, so glad they lost. I could care less that Michigan lost, but you know it was a good game. I um, I was just rooting for a good game. And that last drive, I thought it was ridiculous how it ended. So, um, you know, too bad because it, it it was a good game back and forth, and so was so was Georgia OSU. Um, you know. 
it was a lot closer, I think, than than most people thought. At least for me. I mean, I know obviously Ohio State fans are like, oh, we belong there. No, you don't. Um, so it was closer, closer than I think a lot of people thought. Um, but yeah, so this is a fun time. The World Cup just ended. Um, you know, in the in the states, you know, U.S. Um, soccer fans, you know, they were really they were really good. Um, you know, Mexico. Fuck, man, they just looked horrible, um, you know, until the last game against Saudi Arabia. But by then, you know, so much shit needed to be done with Poland and Argentina. And I'm watching the Argentina-Poland, you know, ticker. And, you know, Messi misses that first penalty. And, you know, that could have, you know, made it, you know, an impact on the outcome later. And then Mexico looked like they could still get in and the fair play. You know, but then it didn't even end up coming down to the fair play because they gave up that <clears throat> goal um, late, you know, Saudi Arabia and then Poland. It was just it was a mess. Um, you know, a lot of disappointment um, with the with the Mexico national team. Um, I think it's, you know, one of those situations, though, where if, if they can learn from it and realize, you know, uh, what needs be done, especially with the, you know, 2026 cup going to be hosted. Um you know, in North America. So there's going to be, um, you know, some games in Mexico, most of the games are going to be in the U S um, I believe 11 stadiums the U S has, and I think it's only three for Mexico and then uh, a couple in Canada. So, um, 2026 will be here before you know it. Let's see if Mexico can fix some of those problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, just an exciting time, um, right now. And so the reason I want to talk about sports is, so growing up, um, you know, we've, we've talked about that. Everything was, you know, Bible, 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 study, 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 meetings, meetings, meetings. Now, I will not lie and say I never watched a single sporting event. Um, obviously, I did watch some games uh, growing up. The thing is, for one, growing up in a in Hispanic household in the U.S., you know, the, the U.S., um, sports weren't as big in, in my household. So I did watch, I did watch, you know, um, uh, soccer games, you know, football, um, you know, I had my teams, um, you know, Santos Laguna is my hometown team in Mexico, Liga MX. Um, and so, you know, some, you know, my, my parents always obviously had, uh, Dish Latino. So it was, you know, Univision, Galavision, you know, uh, Telemundo, um, you know, all the, all the Spanish networks that had the ESPN Deportes. Um, so, you know, they had, they had the Spanish sports channels. Um, and now, it, you know, obviously meetings was always going to take precedent. Um, studying was always going to be more important, but on the off chance that there was a little spare time and that if there was a game on a Saturday night and not a Sunday, you know, we, we might watch it. Um, you know, I remember the 2006 world cup, you know, I, I remember we, you know, watched some of the Mexico games. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we watched, at least I did. I tried to watch as many as I could, but, um, like as a family or as like a, a group, um, you know, get together, you know, we tried to watch some of the games, um, but the difference I would say with how I watch sports now, um, has to do with just kind of that pride, right? So for one, um, when things don't go my way, you should say, you know, you could say like, if my teams aren't doing good, well, my attitude, my, um, demeanor, my, you know, um, overall kind of just mood changes, and my wife, you know, can, can confirm this. Um, I love to coach, right. You know, so I'm sitting on the couch and I'm coaching and I'm, 
you know, correcting the plays. Like I'm doing that whole thing, right? We all have seen the TikToks of, you know, the, the husband being recorded and, you know, he's doing his coach dance now and now he's talking to the team and you know, I do all that shit. Um, I didn't do that as much as when I was younger because, you know, again, I'm watching it, but not invested the way I am now because, you know, growing up a witness, that stuff was like kind of just secondary. It was like, oh, we have a little bit of time so we can watch a little bit of sports today. Now it's like my schedule. And obviously now it's like, you know, family, man, like it's not as bad as it was before, but like before it was like my, my schedule was revolved around, um, you know, sports, um, you know, I remember when I lived with my buddy, um, you know, Sundays, it was, you know, it was football. And so it was like, hey, let's go get some food or let's make food, whatever. And we're going to watch all the we're going to watch all the games. Right. Um, so that's one aspect that is kind of different now than when I was growing up is I'm definitely a lot more invested. Um, I'm more passionate, um, even just the simple like when I would watch them younger, I didn't have jerseys or anything like that. Um, now I have jerseys and, you know, shirts and hats and, you know, I have the whole thing. I'm pretty sure my wardrobe is like 90% sports. Um, you know, and then I have some regular stuff, but I think a lot of it is like, it's all Milwaukee Brewers and Wisconsin Badgers and New England Patriots and Milwaukee Bucks. Like it's, it's all just sports and I have all my jerseys. So, um, definitely more, you know, invested in it. Um, and then also, like I said, with my behavior, like, you know, if they win, I'm fucking ecstatic. If they lose, I'm pissed. Um, and it also depends on like how they lost Did They lose because they were, you know, not prepared. You know, defense wasn't playing up to par, you know, offense, you know, whatever reason. So like it all changes based on why they lost. Um, but like I said, all that I wouldn't have done in the past. In the past, it was like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to watch the game. And there was something in me that started changing. And I knew that it was changing because, for one, I became a lot more uh, passionate about watching games. Um, you know, growing up in a Hispanic household and growing up in a um, religious uh, environment, you know, I didn't always understand sports. I had to kind of learn it on my own or sometimes, like, you know, somebody older who I was watching it with would explain a couple of, you know, more technical things. So like now if I'm watching, you know, basketball, football, hockey, um, you know, soccer, any sport, like I understand the technical aspects of it. So I don't just watch it and be like, oh, that was that was cool or oh, that was bad. It's, you know, I, I understand the game. I understand what they need to do to change the outcome. Um, that was not something that I really understood as much when I was younger. Um, I just kind of watched it, but like I said, and once I started, you know, really paying attention to the pregame, postgame, really got invested in um, watching like during the week the pressers. You know, um, I remember I would like be subscribed to you know Patriots.com and Patriots.com during the week. It wasn't televised, but if you went to the website, you know, you could see Brady's. Um, you know, practice conference and you can see Belichick's mandatory weekly conference. And, and, you know, you learn a lot about the game when you watch that, when you get invested in all that. Um, because again, I don't have anybody kind of in my family. I don't have a dad that, um, you know, is taking me to games or is coaching me in, in, in a youth league or anything like that. So I'm getting all my information kind of online. 
Um, and I started really picking it up more and really getting more into it. And that's when I realized, like, I care more about this than I do about getting ready for, for a meeting. Um, and so I remember the 07 season when the Pats were going, um, trying to go, you know, 16 and 0, eventually 19 and 0. Um, I remember like, that's when I really started showing that I had, um, a passion for sports in my opinion. Um, my mom would like, I would be watching the game and my mom would be like, you know, what's going on? Like, why are you getting so worked up? And I remember the Ravens game, the first, that was the first sign of, of the undefeated season potentially collapsing. Um, and I remember that last, was it like the last two or three minutes, um, when the Ravens kept stopping the Pats and there would be like a, a call, you know, um, you know, false start or, you know, offside, or I can't remember the exact you know, sequence, but it was like every little thing that could happen to save the Pat season happened. And I remember seeing the faces of the Ravens, like, you know, they were pissed because they were like, we stopped them. And even I was like, fuck, this is over. Like, and they just kept, you know, getting it. And then, you know, eventually Brady hits, um, they hits that touchdown. They go up. And the season stays alive. And then from there, it, it, it got dicey. Like, every week was, you know, and then eventually, you know, you know they, they have to play the Giants to, to really get that 60-0. Um, you know, that, that big bomb to Moss. And it was, it, you know, it, it was a challenge. After, I believe that was 11-0 when they beat the Ravens. Um, I could be wrong, though. But I just remember that whole game, like, just fucking freaking out um, that they could, that they could lose. And I remember my mom being like, why, you know, what's going on? Like, I, and I think, you know, how are you going to explain it? Like that? I care more about this than I do about, you know, what we're going to study in, in Sunday's meeting. Like, I don't, I don't care about Sunday's meeting. At that point I was probably like, not even thinking I would care to go to Sunday's meeting because I'm like, I care more about what's going on with the Pats. Um, so yeah, so like that passion really just started growing. <laughs> It grew to the point where, you know, I'm watching all the pregame. Like, luckily at that time, you know, we had satellite, we had dish, some, we had something. So I had like, you know, NFL Network, and this was an NFL Network was still relatively new. I had NFL Network, uh, ESPN. So like, I was able to watch all the games. I was able to, you know, watch all the all the you know pregame uh, coverage, postgame coverage, the pressers. Um, you know, I remember glued to my TV, just, you know, listening to, to Belichick and Brady, you know, post-game conferences, Moss, you know, Welker, you know, whoever had the big game, you know, they had their moment for the presser. And I just remember watching all that and just being glued to it, like, you know, um, and then I started listening to sports radio and, um, you know, that so it was like on my way to work, it was ESPN radio. And this was before there were other options. Like this was really before Spotify and, you know, stuff like that. So it was just basically ESPN radio. Or if you were lucky and had like satellite radio, you could probably listen to like you know, some other radio, you know, sports personalities around the country. But um, I didn't have that. I just had ESPN radio, you know, AM station. So listening to, you know, Mike and Mike in the morning, the you know, um, the herd, you know, like, all these different shows. I think Stephen A. still had his radio show at like three at the time. Um, just invested, just completely into it, to the point where, uh, you know, postseason run that they had, and then the Super Bowl culminated with the Super Bowl, right? So they're going to play the Giants, 
And I just remember finally being like, I'm not going to the meeting. Like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to watch every second of the pregame coverage. Like, I literally watched every single minute of the pregame coverage. <coughs> pregame coverage starts, you know, early in the morning, you know, for, for Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, it's literally an all-day event because then you also have, um, I can't remember what they call it. It's like on CBS. It's the two half-hour specials of the conference championship like the road to the Super Bowl kind of thing. So they cover, you know, in that case, they covered the Pats, you know, for the AFC. And then they covered the Giants for the NFC. And then, you know, you got football today. And then you got all this coverage, I mean, all day. And I remember I cared more about that. I was like, I'm, I'm going. My brother was going to have a little Super Bowl party. Um, he was going to have some of the, you know, um, brothers and sisters over from the congregation. Um, and I didn't go. I didn't go to, to the meeting. And I remember... When I got to my brother's place to to watch the game, one of the I can't remember if he was an elder at that point. I, he he eventually became an elder, but I don't remember if at that point he was an elder yet, or if he was just a ministerial servant. But he was there, and he kind of like he didn't like drill me about it, but he did, you know, kind of make a point to like acknowledge that he knows that I didn't go to the meeting and that. And honestly, I didn't care. I was like, I don't, I don't care. I. I can't remember how exactly he said it, but I just, I don't remember if I actually like acknowledged it, like to the point where I was like, yeah, you're right. I didn't go. Or I just kind of brushed it off because I didn't care. I was like, I, I, I really don't care. Now everybody knows what happened, right? Fucking David Tyree, goddamn helmet catch. And I just remember watching it because, you know, <laughs> Spygate, all that, like everybody was against the Pats that year. Right. Anybody you, you talk to, you know, fuck the pads and, and all that stuff. So a lot of the people that were there, they I mean, they weren't like diehard Giants fans or it's not like, you know, they were like a true, true fan of the team. But they just kind of wanted to see the Pats lose. So I'm in a household of mostly people rooting for the Giants. Um, some people just rooting for the game because they don't really care. And then like me, I'm like fucking diehard, like rooting for the Pats to the point where I remember when they lost, I fucking bolted out of there. I I just couldn't take it. It was it was tough, man. Like it was it was an experience. And I remember going home. This sounds so dumb like now. I, I still to this day don't watch any highlights of the 07 um in the twenty eleven Super Bowl because again they lost to the Giants again. Um I don't really watch any highlights. So it sucks because like when they do all the Super Bowl coverage, you know, um when it comes time, like they always revisit you know the and especially like since the Pats have been in the Super Bowl many times since then, you know, they always bring up, you know, the David Tyree catch. And, you know, of course, you know, Brady's got, you know, the, the all the rings, but he's also got the couple that he lost. Well, the few that he lost could include Philly. Um, so, you know, it, it comes up and it just every time it comes up, I, I fucking look away. I can't stand it. Um, I remember waking up the next day. Cause I took off from work cause I, you know, I thought for sure they were going to win it. It's going to be great. You know, celebrate. I don't know what I was going to do to celebrate. I mean, you know, I wasn't old enough to drink. It wasn't like hanging out with people who did drink. Like, so it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be hung over because of the game. Like, no, but I think it was just like, I just want to be off the next day. Also probably because I was going to watch every single second of the post game. Um, you know, the trophy presentation, MVP presentation, all the pressers, um, like all the highlights, you know, cause when the Super Bowl happens, like they stay live for, for quite a while afterwards. 
uh, you know, I remember when, like, I remember when uh, the Pats and, and the Seahawks played, and I remember, you know, getting to see live when when Brady swore on TV because you know he talked about how uh, when that fight broke out at the end with between the Seahawks and and, and Pats, like he was just like, I stay out, like I don't get my ass kicked, like. I remember it was, you know, it was funny. Like, he's on live TV, and, you know, he just won the Super Bowl, but he's also kind of reminiscent about something that just happened, like, maybe 10, 20 minutes ago. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I'm sure, like, in 2007 I was ready for. And so when they lost, I fucking bolted it out of there. The next day I wake up, and, like, I think there was this split second where I was like, that was a dream, right? The game's today. Pats are going to win. And then I just kind of, like, kept realizing no today's monday the the pats lost and then sure enough bring on all the i didn't listen to espn radio for like a couple weeks i just couldn't do it um and i remember like even like just pop culture wise like i remember there was this uh there was this meme and i think it became even more popular um after the after the 2011 loss because now there was two times that the that the Pats had lost to this to the Giants, and so there was uh, this meme or whatever you want to call it. And at that time, I remember if there was a meme yet, but um, there was this picture that went around of like, um, you know, how they have the the pre-made shirts, the Super Bowl champions, and the losers, like you know, they get shipped out to like third world countries where like clothes. And so there was this like joke going around about how like. Um, like, no, the Pats won the Super Bowl right here. I have the shirt to prove it, you know, and it's like this kid in a third world country who's got a shirt that says like Pat Super Bowl champions. And fuck, man, it's like, it's horrible. Um, you know, then eventually, you know, they, they won it against the Seahawks and that was insane. You know, that didn't, cause it, again, it almost looked like they were going to fucking lose that one too. And I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, like say what you want about that decision you know it's far enough out that i don't really care i mean you you could argue that marshawn lynch got stopped the play before so i mean like who's to say that it was going to be automatic that marshawn lynch was going to score um i think you know and then of course now with like everything that's going on with you know russell and, and the denver trade and of course all this shit comes out about you know him and the team and you know richard sherman's always running his fucking mouth about you know Russell Wilson and the defense and all that shit. Like, so I just remember it could have very easily turned into, turned into another one where it's like, God damn, like they lost again, but they won. It was great. And then the friggin' Falcons Super Bowl. Oh, well, you know, it's like, Jesus, like everything that could go wrong in that first half did. And then, you know, to expect them to come back. I, you know, I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to say, oh, I believe that they were going to come back. But I, I do remember texting my buddy and be like, you know, there's, are they just, just starts with coming out and doing a little something, right? And they didn't. Like, it, it, it didn't happen immediately. But, you know, eventually they, they turned it on a little bit. Defense got, and then, you know, the Falcons did fuck up. Like, they had some questionable play calls. You know, you're up that big, like, you know, why, why are you dropping back to throw? And then you get sacked and, you know, out of field goal range and all this. And, but anyway, all that just to kind of prove a point that, you know, I started taking this stuff way, like some could even say, some could argue that like, you know, I started taking it way too seriously. Let it affect my mood too much. Um, my wife might argue that I'm a, a little better in the regular season. I won't lie. Um, but once playoffs comes and, you know, there's championship at stake, you know, um, definitely gets a little more, 
more more severe the mood swings and all that stuff but i say all that to again just kind of reiterate the difference between watching sporting events growing up in a, in a religious household versus you know watching it now and and i get it not everybody um you know cares about sports um, so it's not to say that just because, you know, you didn't grow up a Jehovah's Witness means that you're the same way as me and that you, you know, live and breathe sports like, no, not everybody does. And I get that. I am very, very passionate about sports. Um, I actually love all sports. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm kind of choosing to talk about the main ones like, you know, NFL football, college football, NBA, um, MLB, NHL. Um, the World Cup. I mean, I have my my league teams too. You know, I like I freaking love watching EPL in the mornings. You know, because of the time difference, so it, it works out really well. You know, I'm up early. Yeah, EPL's on. That's great. Um, La Liga. You know, like some of these. You know, top top leagues in the world, especially if they have either Mexican players playing overseas or if they have at least Hispanic players. Um, you know, I definitely like to to, you know, focus on, on those teams. So like I have my favorite teams, um, you know, in the EPL and in La Liga, but at the same time, because I know my allegiance isn't, um, a hundred percent to one team. Cause I'm not from there. I'm not from Spain. I'm not from, you know, the UK. So I feel like I can be a little bit more flexible. Um, but definitely if there's like a Mexican born player, um, on, on a team, I'll definitely follow them. I'll try to get their kit. Like, you know, to me, that kind of stuff is important. And that's something that I don't think would be understood, you know, with, with my religion growing up. Uh, because for one, like, you know, sports is, is entertainment, but the way I live it, you know, it would probably be something that I would get in trouble for, you know, especially like, you know, skipping meetings and, you know, skipping personal study to watch games. Like, you know, they'd be like, Hey, you know, this is becoming a problem. Then there comes that aspect of like national pride. So like, I didn't grow up in a household um, that was like, you know, Mexican pride and all that. Um, you know, it was it was all about religion. So there's a lot of aspects that I don't really fully understand, um, like being Mexican, because I didn't get to, you know, grow up doing it. So like, you know, traditions in Mexican households aren't always something that I have a lot of knowledge on. Like my wife will ask me, oh, what's this about? I'm like, I actually don't know. I'm like, because I grew up religious. So that really didn't apply um so you know like the mexican national team you know the pride of like having mexican born players and and you know you know um like the wolves in the epl um you know or you know real betis in in spain or you know like rafa marquez when he played for barcelona you know that was that was a big deal like i posted something on my story on instagram not too long ago like you know Mexican League, La Liga MX, you know, needs to get more competitive, um, needs to be, you know, there's no really, at least um, as of right now, like, there needs to be more of, you know, kind of an address of like, making sure that the top talent have a chance to to play overseas to play amongst the best. Um, and that's only going to help. That's only going to make them stronger for the national team. You know, and with the national team, they're they're looking at, you know, trying to get players that have, you know, dual citizenship and, and you know, like they're not exactly from Mexico, but their mother or father is. And it's like, hey, let's let's recruit them and, and have them play for the next Mexico national team. You know, they play overseas. They play in the, you know, top German league, top French league, top, you know, Spanish, top, 
you know, English, like, let's get them, you know, onto the Mexico national team. Um, so those kind of aspects are different watching sports now. Um, and then now, I mean, we're talking now, now, like 2023, 20, you know, I know we're only one day in, but 2023, there is so much like going on in the sports world, right? You got podcasts left and right. It's like, that's what I listen to. I mean, I know I'm trying to, you know, get this little podcast going and, but when I'm not doing this, what am I listening to? I'm you know, fucking listening to all kinds of sports podcasts. Um, you know, does my wife appreciate that? No. You know, she, she not a big fan of the, the podcast I like to listen to. Um, my podcasts are very sports, you know, oriented. I do listen to, you know, other stuff. I love comedy and music and I, I've gotten some, some new content. I've gotten some new, uh, podcasts that I'm following, um, that I love. And some of them are in Spanish, some of them are in English. And, um, you know, so I do have things other than sports, but like 90% of my podcasts are, are sports, um, and, you know, in Ohio, sports betting just became legal as of today. You know, so there's that aspect of it, too. You know, there's so much more content. Um, you know, it's not just ESPN anymore. It's not just CBS Sports. It's, you know, you have all these um, websites. You know, you have all this information at your disposal. You know, the Ringer Sports, uh, the Ringer.com, Ringer Sports Net, Podcast Network is what I listen to a lot. Um, I've been listening to, like, Bill Simmons since his ESPN days. Listen, you know, reading his articles and, you know, he's, um, obviously, you know, him being a, a Boston guy, you know, having a lot of Pat's content, um, is great. Um, so yeah, you know, it's like sports for me is now something that I just like live and breathe sports. You could say, and it sounds a little cliche, but, um, yeah, it's the truth. Like I, I'm so into it to the point where my wife is kind of like at times being like, Hey, just be ready in case Luca or just in case, you know, Mila don't like sports. And like, I'm, I'm prepared for that. But at the same time, I won't lie. It does, you know, scare the hell out of me that they won't like sports. Like my daughter will watch, you know, um, football with me or, you know, football. Um, you know, she'll sit on my lap and, you know, she'll ball, ball. And I try to explain to her, like, you know, what's going on. My son, I mean, he's, you know, four months, like, you know, he's not, um, he can't even like hold himself up just a hundred percent yet. So, but I mean, he watches the games with me, you know, and, and I'm hoping that that that's experiences that when they get older, they'll kind of like hang on to. And I got her, her little Jersey. I'm going to get him his little Jersey, like, you know, Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays, like Saturdays, you know, watch the Badgers have their little jerseys on Sundays, you know, we watch the Pats, we watch the Bengals, you know, have their little jerseys on. And that's to me, like the dream, the, the, what I want. Um, it didn't happen for me growing up. And so I'm not saying like, I want to force it because I want to live vicariously through them. But at the same time, it is something that I am going to support if they want to play sports. I hope to God, Luca wants to play everything. Like, do I have, dreams uh, yeah of course like what i i would fucking love for him to be drafted by the milwaukee brewers you know uh future shortstop all-star do i want him to play you know striker for the national mexico national team of course absolutely you know do i want him to play in you know epl or, or la liga of course 
You know, do I want him to to be starting quarterback someday? You know, in the NFL, of course. Like I have all these, you know, dreams, and yeah, it would be great. You know, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice, and let's see if he's up for it. If he's not, okay, he's not. I want him to do what's going to make him happy. Like I'm also all supportive of like if he wants to play music or if he wants to do art. You know, who knows at, with with the way the world is and, you know, what he's going to be a part of. Like, I mean, technology is going to be, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how content will work or, you know, it, will he be technically inclined, like, engine, you know, audio engineer and all that stuff. Like, I don't know, like, whatever he wants to do, I'll support it as long as he gets to do something he's passionate about, which I think is the difference between how I grew up versus how I want him to grow up. Like, you know, but yeah, um, and the reason I brought up that story in the in the beginning is because that story of what happened after my mom, you know, left and about a week or two later called me out on some stuff like it has to do with with the sports. And so I'm going to just kind of stop here for today um, for one, just because, you know, I wanted to keep this podcast a little fun, a little light. But at the same time, now knowing this is going to kind of help when I explain um kind of what happened on that occasion but yeah so with religion behind me i fucking love sports man i, I don't know how much how much easier to to put it um i love them i i also hate that like i i get so worked up like i was i started recording because i couldn't even take the fucking packer game i i hate the packers um and i'm from wisconsin that's the one team i don't I don't follow from Wisconsin and I tried once. I, not that I, like I gave up on the Pats. No, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? I'm living in Wisconsin. Let me try to like, you know, have a good time watching, watching the, uh, the Packers and they won the Super Bowl, and you know, it was fun because they were winning the Super Bowl. But then like, I just, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers, he's turning into Brett Favre. He's such a fucking, doesn't want to put any work in. It blames everybody else. Like he just, he's turned into such a fucking douche. Can't stand him. Um, so I was watching the I was watching the Vikings game. I had the Vikings today, and I think that's why I was getting a little pissed because the Vikings should have. I mean, the the Eagles lost. They should know that. They should know now. They are playing for the potential of a one seed. You know, if they could win, then next week they could potentially be the one seed. For, you know, going into the playoffs. And instead, they shit the bed. The thing when I finally turned it off, it was like thirty-four to three or something. And I was like, I'm done with this. Fucking Alexander's pissing me off. Like now, you know, I, I just I can't. I, I couldn't stand. It. I hate the Packers. I hate the Buckeyes. I let those little things kind of upset me because I hate the fan bases. I hate the Ohio State Buckeyes fan base. I hate the Packers fan base. Like it's just so arrogant. Just so you know, when they're winning, I oh, see we're the best, and then when they're losing, it's always because the world's against us and. Oh, the, the referees, it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, 07, when the Pats lost in the Super Bowl, Eli Manning was fucking down. Like, they should have blown the whistle dead. But, no, he gets out of it. He gets to chuck up that piece of shit throw to, to David Tyree. I get it. Like, yeah, in the moment you want to say that everybody called you out, you know, call, you know, the, the refs blew the game for you. And in some instances, yes, there have been some times, you know, with some teams where, yes, like a a, a call was so bad. It literally did kind of feel like it, it cost him in the game. But for the most part, there's opportunity. 
for your team to, to do something. And it doesn't truly come down to a ref. But sometimes, you know, it, it, it hurts a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I just I can't stand that fan base. I, you know, that's why I hate. I live here, and I hate the Buckeyes um, with a passion. And I'm not, you know, so. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so. I get very passionate about sports. I get very passionate about fan bases. I get very passionate about wins and losses. Um, take it way too seriously. I know. Um, you don't have to tell me, babe. I, I know I take it too seriously. But, you know, I love it. So, with religion behind me, I fucking love sports. Um, so, yeah. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I did not expect it to go this long. I really was trying to kind of be short today. Just kind of a, a quick little, you know, comeback episode. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and, uh, I'll catch you on the next episode.